Welcome to another episode of the Wolf and the Doctor podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Deverell, alongside Glenn Curry, and I'm going to turn it over to Glenn. It's in your hands today, bro. (laughs) I appreciate it, man. Uh, Today's episode is going to be interesting because this is an episode all about you, right? I think... Right, I think that our, our audience has an idea about who John Devereaux is. I'm sorry, Doctor John Devereaux. I think they have an idea who you are, and you know all of the great things that you that you accomplished over the years. But I don't think we ever gave a backstory on on you and and the things that you're doing now. I mean, for the people that don't know, John is a realtor, a real estate investor, a photographer, and a professor. Right. So, I mean, I think there's a lot to unpack there because it's one thing about having, um, you know, one side hustle, but you have multiple. Right. And I I think there's a special type of person who's able to do all of those things as if it's their one trade. So before we get started, I I got a quote for today. Right. And the quote before we go any further, just because I'm completely blindsided by this. (laughs) You know, I hate having attention on me, bro. So, right. <laughs> but it's, it's all good. I'm, I'm going to run with it. All right. Cool, man. So uh, the quote for today is entrepreneurship is not only a mindset, but a skill set. So what's your thoughts about that? Um, I agree with that. Um, okay. Like, I mean, you definitely have to have a certain mindset to, you know, be an entrepreneur. But it does take specific type of skills that you have to have, you know, whether that's like um, tenacity, determination, drive, because as we always say, you know, that road on entrepreneurship is never a smooth road. It's always bumps and bruises along the way. Yeah, great answer, man. So let's get started, man. man. Let's uh, jump straight into it. So take us back. I mean, we know that you're a realtor. We know that you're an educator. Take us back to the beginning. How did you get started in education, and was it your first trade? I remember you you were, uh, you got the rejection letter, right? Talk about that. I mean, how did that make you feel? Why didn't you just give up there? So, yes, yeah, so I did get rejected um, when I applied to WIU. I, I took three years off after high school. So uh, when I finally decided that I wanted to go back to school, um, I wanted to go to WIU, and I applied there. Is the only school I did apply to, and they sent me that rejection letter, and that was because like my I didn't really take school seriously in high school, and that was reflected in my grades. So I mean I can't blame them, you know, for for <laughs> for not admitting me. They said like if I would have went right after high school, I could have got in on academic probation, but um, that rejection letter, it, I mean it, to be honest, it made me go harder, and I had that printed out. I kept it in my room. Um, I didn't necessarily like, frame it, but it was sitting up somewhere where I would see it every day. And I was like, okay, well, I got to take this alternative route to get there eventually. Um, so, I mean, it, it pushed me more so than anything. Wow. So for for the rejection letter, I mean, do you think that that's like what drove you is just kind of like seeing that on your wall every day? Because, I mean, when you look at most entrepreneurs, right? They have some type of vision board, but your vision board wasn't something that you put together on purpose. It was just something that happened and, you know, you, you use as your motivation to move forward. I mean, why, um, why go ahead. I wouldn't say that that's what pushed, I mean, like made me um, go as hard as I did. It did motivate me, but achieving the goal 
motivated me even more or I guess or even further. So, I mean, I had that desire to, you know, eventually get to school and get the degree. So I was going to do it regardless. That rejection letter was just like some extra fuel. And um, just I, I know you're asking me questions, but I do want to throw this out to you. Are okay. you fueled more by rejection or acceptance? I think like for you uh, personally, I think I'm fueled more by rejection because I think with rejection, there comes a learning lesson from it. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, because if, if you're rejected, it's for a reason. Right. And you got to figure out what that reason is. Sometimes people tell you and sometimes they don't. And if they don't tell you and you got to figure it out yourself, um, you know, you just go down a whole different path, man. You you learn a lot about yourself, things that you can improve on. Uh, so, yeah, that 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 helps me to be motivated all the time. Yeah, so I'm, I agree. Um, the the rejection definitely did push me. And I mean, I was like, OK, well, I just know that the route that I'm going to take is a little non-traditional. But, yeah. you know, you can't be upset about that. You know, you got to play with the hand that you dealt. So what what did you learn from being rejected? I know you asked me that question. I mean, but I mean, people get rejected all the time. Right. And they give up. They throw the towel in. They switch careers. I mean, you didn't do that, though. Why? Because I knew who I was, like I knew what I was capable mm. of. And, you know, just because they didn't see, you know, the qualities that I had in myself, you know, I, I can't fault them for that. You know, that reflects on me. Like I didn't do what I was supposed to do uh, when I was in high school. And oftentimes you see this in jobs and, and whatever, like they don't know your whole story. They don't know where you're at, you know, what caused you to be where you are and what you're capable of, what your potential is. Um, but I knew that. <laughs> so just because they're saying like, okay, well, you know, you're not worthy to get in here. I knew I was. So I was yeah. like, okay, well now I just got to prove it to them. Cause I already knew what, what time it was with myself. So, um, that, that, that's what it came down to. Like, that's why I, I it think, didn't really phase me too much. I think that's interesting, right? Because, I mean, you, you say back in high school, right? You wasn't, I mean, your grades in high school is not what got you in, right? You were like, I didn't, you pretty much didn't care in high school, right? Like most right. people. I, mean, I, I think it's interesting because sometimes we get so caught up in where we are now. And we're like, well, we're not where we're supposed to be. I see myself as that, like. But I mean, I, I, I bet that it took a lot to kind of get there. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. what type of things in your life kind of happen to ha make you have that self-awareness? Like, I know I'm better than this, but I know I didn't do it in high school, but I know I'm capable of it now. It's a big difference when um, you go from high school and you're not paying for stuff to when you go to college and now you're paying for stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So. If I'm paying for my classes and these books and all that stuff, I'm gonna make sure that I do well. And like even back then in, in high school, it's not that we weren't smart. And I have a group of friends and, you know, we all had like the same uh, situation going on. We all knew the material. We just didn't perform well. Like mm. I, I didn't really care too much about homework. So I wasn't doing it after school. We were playing video games all day and but we would do good on exams. So no. I have a potential but I had a C effort at the time Ooh. and that's what I was getting. And yeah. oftentimes, you know, until you're kind of forced to give that a effort, you're going to get those C results. And that's, Absolutely. that's when I kind of made the little switch, you know, when I got to college, um, I took a little bit more serious and it, I think I needed that. I don't think I would have been successful if I went straight to college because I wasn't prepared mentally for it, you know? Yeah. Um, and there, it takes a lot of self-awareness to, to recognize that. 
Um, the community college route was the best route for me to take. I didn't know it at that time, uh, but everything kind of worked out, you know, for, for the best. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's fast forward a little bit, right? Now you got your degree, you got your first degree. So, I mean, you didn't even stop there, right? You, you, at first you were like, I just want to get a bachelor's. Then you went to go get the master's, then the PhD. I mean, why did you keep going? I mean, that you, was it just like addictive with school, like this drug that you couldn't get off it wasn't of or the plan. high or what? It, it wasn't the plan at all. So <laughs> <Okay>. after, <laughs> after I got my bachelor, well, actually like right before I got my bachelor's, you know, senior year, and um, it was like a month left of school, like before graduation, and I hadn't secured a job yet. Mm. So like um, I had all my eggs in one basket. And it was um, for a uh, pricing analyst position at um, Caterpillar. So I applied. Th- Matter of fact, me and you went to the the, the career fair together. That, that yeah, was the yeah, one that we, we went to. We hit um, <laughs> we hit Express Express the, the weekend before and picked out some outfits and stuff. Man, I had the freshest but, clothes um, in the whole entire school, man. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I, I thought that that was going to be the position. I um, had the first interview uh, on campus, and then they brought me on site for an interview. And I'm thinking, I was like, man, I know I got this. I got this. And I got rejected again. Now, this time, that rejection hurt. Like, a lot of times, like, I'm not phased by it. But then it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? And that's a a common thing that a lot of college or, you know, students who are getting ready to graduate. Like, okay, well, what am I going to do after college? And um, so I got that rejection letter. And then... I had interviewed for another position. It was with Sherwin Williams, you know, the paint company. Yeah. yeah. And I had put this on my, on my IG story about a month ago. Like I, I got, a, they offered me a position there and I initially accepted it. And, um, I was like, man, things could have been totally different if I would have stuck with that job. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? I don't think that's what I want to do. So I was applying for grad school, but I knew I couldn't afford it. And I didn't want to take out no loans. Um, so it was like in a in a twenty fifth hour, you know, right before like maybe like two weeks before the semester started, um, yeah. I got the uh, letter from my department saying that hey, we want to offer you an assistantship. So that's where they give you um, they cover your tuition, and then in exchange you work in like the tutoring lab. So it came right back to you know I was tutoring when I was at the community college. Now I'm tutoring again, um, in my master's program. And that's what really set the stage and helped to propel me to kind of get on the professor's radar for our teaching position when it eventually opened up. And, and then you're also a realtor as well. So, I mean, why do so many things, right? So it's like that old saying, if, if you ever heard it, it said, uh, a, master of, a master of one or a master of something. Or how does that go? A um, jack of all trades is a master of none. Yeah. What is your, what's your thought behind that? Do you think I, it's I agree. I mean... Like you, you can be like a generalist and have a little bit of knowledge in different things. Um, but I think you're the most effective when you are able to devote all of well, most of your time and, you know, your efforts to one specific task. And um, <laughs> just even bringing up the real estate stuff, you're the reason why okay. <laughs> I jumped into the real estate. Right. And I'm going to share a quick story because I, okay. I was going to share this on my Instagram a, a while back, but I didn't we always talk about like networking and having certain people in your circle, people that are going to motivate you and kind of, you know, put you on to certain things. And you served in that capacity for me. So we're kicking it one time. I'm up at your crib and you was like, yeah, you know, I've been doing really good with the real estate stuff. 
I'm like, all right, you know, that's cool. You know, you make a little bit of change doing it. He was like, no, I had a, like a really good, good deal just went through. I'm like, you capping, bro. Like, how much you really pulling in from that? Yeah. And you, you didn't even say nothing. <laughs> this is how new with time it was. You went and got the yeah. check because <laughs> you just had the check sitting around. You showed me a check for like $28,000, I want to say. Yeah. It, it was around that amount. Yeah. That next weekend, I was in the real estate classes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember that, that conversation. I remember that. But it's, it's important to have certain people around you, not only that pushes you, but puts you on to different opportunities. And th that's what you did. Because some people would say, you know what? I'm not even going to pass this knowledge on to somebody else. I'm going to try to get as much as I can from it. Um, but you are, are definitely one of the people who I, I know that like shares the wealth. And when I talk about like the wealth, it's not always monetary. It's the knowledge, you know, you've never held back any information. And even while I was going through like the real estate classes, man, we used to be on the phone like every day. I was like, yo, bro, what, what does this mean? Like, what's an example of this? You know, what is that? How, how does that tie in? Is this going to be something I need to know long term? And you've yeah. always been there to like answer every single question that I had. And those are the type of people that you need to keep around you. You know, some people I, I saw, I forgot who posted it this morning on Instagram. They was like. I want my team to make it even if they make it before I do. And Ooh. that's the type of mindset that I think like you have, like it doesn't matter who gets there first, as long as we all get on. And, Absolutely. you know, hopefully for the, our listeners and viewers, you got a close circle and that's the goal. Like it don't matter who get on first because when one person gets on, you're just going to put the other person on and just sharing that knowledge. And that's how you build Absolutely. that wealth. I don't even think that conversation was planned, right? I think that it was just both of us just engaging and just bouncing knowledge off of each other. But I think it just comes from having genuine people in your circle where you know if I tell this person something, because you want you ultimately want them to to see it, right? Because you want them to benefit or experience the same things that you experience, right? Because the same thing goes back to photography. I don't I don't know if you remember, we were going to I think it was like Peoria. Uh, Peoria mm -hmm. uh, back in college and I wasn't thinking about photography but you were going to pick up your camera and then you were like man dude you should do this you should do that this is a good camera if you ever thought about getting into photography right then and there I bought the camera and I literally made it a business and I was doing it for like five plus years but it just yeah. goes back to just goes back to what you're saying is you shared that knowledge with me and because of that, I got into that field. Now, some people would have just said, oh, that's cool. And then, you know, just went about their day. But the type of people that we are, we're always soaking in information and always trying to better ourselves or better our, our financial situation. So, I mean, you know, you did exactly what I did back in 2013, 2012. And, and that's where the conversation like really started, how we even got on the topic of like real estate. When me and we were we were, you know, hanging out and everything. But anytime you and I are together, you know, mm -hmm. we, we don't just talk about like, sub, you know, surface level <laughs> stuff. Like we have some yeah. deep conversations and, yeah. you know, talk about like future goals and things like that. And that's how like the, the whole thing about the real estate kind of came up. It was like, hey, you know, have you ever thought about, you know, going this route? And, um, you know, it definitely wasn't anything that was on my radar at the time. But. I'm, I'm, you know, somebody showed me like, hey, you can do this and you got proof that you're making X amount of dollars doing this. Sign yeah. me up. So um, it, that's why it's always important about who you keep in your circle, because the people that you keep in your circle are dictating the conversations that you're having and mm. certain conversations that don't get had 
don't lead to progress, you know? And then some of the conversations that you do have, it opens up the door to so many different things. Yeah. And I, I and that, that's the thing I think too though, right? I think people don't utilize their friends, right? You some people are friends for years and don't mm-hmm. know that y'all if y'all just open y'all mouth and just talk and communicate and bounce ideas, real ideas off each other, the whole circle can grow. And I think I mean you guys showed that, you know, with your friend group over there, you guys been friends for what? 15, 20 years, right? Man, probably like twenty five years now. About twenty five 20, years. Yeah, 23, 25 years. But, I mean, if you don't mind me sharing, it's not until, like, recently you all start to, you know, bounce ideas and kind of do a business venture together, you know, which is it's a a beautiful thing, man. But it came from opening up that conversation. Yeah, I remember, um, and and these guys will know that I'll share this story, but it was me and my friend Quentin and my friend Demetrius, and we were just sitting down one night just just having, having drinks and just talking, and we were really just sitting there talking about, you know, the way that we grew up, you know, um, our upbringing and, you know, me and Quentin have kids. So we were talking about like, you know, what we want our kids, you know, upbringing to kind of look like, what type of opportunities do we want them to have available to them? And it's not knocking, you know, anything that our parents did because our parents did the best with what they had. We're doing the best with what we have. And, you know, we, we talk about our upbringing all the time, but um, side note. So we was just having that conversation and it was just talking about, yeah, we need to start making certain type of moves. And those two actually started their their trucking business together. And, you know, they're doing their thing and they are learning on the fly. And for me, uh, from the outside, just looking in, it's so amazing to see the progress that they're making. And, you know, we talk all the time on the phone. So it's like I'm hearing some of the 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 setbacks that they're having, some of the the major milestones that they're hitting, you know, the businesses, accounts that they're, you know, bringing in. And it was just good to see your people winning. And I utilize them. I was telling them, like, like anytime I'm doing stuff at, at the house that I'm working on and I need something transported, they're the ones who are doing it for me. You know, they are picking up my loads from Menards and Lowe's and um, Home Depot. And, you know, they got pickup trucks, too. So anytime I need to move some, <laughs> I'm giving them a call. And, like, yeah. they're always there. And it's so important to have people that you can rely on, that you know are dependable, that are looking out for you the same way that you look out for them. Absolutely. And it's so hard nowadays because it seems like a lot of people just want to, it's all about self. But it's yeah. not, like, you know, what yeah. else can you do? And, and I think that's the beautiful thing in kind of switching gears, kind of, is that's the beautiful thing about social media, right? Is you don't have to be about self. You can share that wealth to everybody, right? And I, I think that's the thing is everybody wants this, you know, this selfish type of lifestyle. Oh, I can't give you the secret because I don't want you to outpace me. I don't want you to do this. Mm-hmm. But, man, dude, like social media, man, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to spread knowledge, spread wealth, and, you know, spread it to the masses, man. And see, and that's the thing, too, like you can put the information out there. Not everybody's going to be able to apply it or a majority of people won't even seek it out, you know. Yeah. And I always find that really interesting because like as I'm look, working on the, the house and there's certain things that I'm learning, there's a guy on YouTube. He's a he's a contractor. His whole business is centered around this information that he's giving out for free. And I'm like, how like why would you do that? If 
I, I, I would think like, you know, you're going to lose customers because they're going to just watch your video and see how you do it. But yeah. me and my wife was having this conversation. A lot of people don't have an entrepreneur mindset. Like even mm. though you can put it out there and like you could tell them how to do it. A lot of people yeah. are still just going to pay somebody else to do it. And, you know, yeah. it might be because of the time. Maybe it's the effort that goes into it. But not everybody's going to be seeking that stuff out. Like anytime I'm buying something from somebody, I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, am I able to make this myself? Is this a All service that I'm able to provide myself? And, you know, that entrepreneurship, you, it, it's not an on and off, off switch. It's on all the time. <laughs> like, but, you, but, you, but you know what, though? I, that is true, though. And that's even going back to when I first bought my camera, right? When we went out there to Peoria. when we I remember um, you were ringing up the camera. And I think the cashier guy had like this. It was like this big type of painting, Photoshop thing in the back, right? And you asked him to, to bring it down. He brought it down. You looked at it. You said, okay, I'm done. And he put it back up. So we left out of there and you said, I can make that myself. All right. You was like, yeah. I, I can make that myself. You looked at it and you figured out what elements that you're good at, right? And that you need to put together to create it. And you were like, you know what? Yeah, no, I like that, but I'm not going to buy it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make that myself. And you went home and you made it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you made it yourself, man. That was amazing, man. But that entrepreneurial it's, mindset is it's crazy. It's it's not, and I, I'm trying to remember who I was talking to. And um, we was, was talking about... Um, figuring out solving certain type of problems yeah. and oftentimes if you know the right question to ask you can find the answer anywhere so mm. like using that example with that guy i was like okay I, I i it was it was a um what is it was a mosaic towel that that's what it's, okay. it's called so okay. it's a bunch of little pictures that make up one big picture and yeah. um i remember having him bring it down so i can look at it closer Cause I was like, I think that's what it is. It's a bunch of little pictures, but you have to be really close to see it. And when he brought it down and brought it to me, I was like, okay, that's exactly what it is. And I didn't know how to make a mosaic tile at the time, but I knew what it was called. So then I was able to go home and say on Google, how do you make a mosaic tile? And yeah. the step-by-step -step guides out there. And that's the same wow. thing with a lot of the stuff that I'm doing at this house. Like, okay, well, how do you put carpet down? Step-by-step -step guides on YouTube. Lowe's and Home Depot when you can rent all the tools to do the installation. It's, yep. it's so much information out there if you're willing to take advantage of it. But like I said, most people don't want to. Yeah, no, they don't. I mean, that even goes back to, uh, I mean, so what? You you did the, um, the real estate and then you start trading. A lot of people don't know that you trade on the side. And learning that just I, I can't say that I'm actually doing it. I'm learning how to. OK, well, you're learning how to trade, but it really came from a place of kind of just like you said, looking it up on Google, trying to figure out how to do it and asking the right questions. And now you're literally learning step by step on how to trade. So even that goes right back to how I jumped into the real estate. Like I said, you were the one who put me onto the real estate. My yeah. god brother was the one who put me onto the trading. He called me up one time. He's like, hey, you know, what's up? You know, how you doing? Yada, yada, yada. This is what you need to be doing. And <laughs> I have like two people in my life um, who, if they tell me that I should be doing something, I'll do it. No questions asked because, you know, they've been that for me. And that's my sister, one of my older yeah. sisters and my god brother. 
and you know he told me about the trading he said this is what he's doing he was like i got these tools for you these are the videos that you can watch hit me back when you're done mm. so he put the ball in my court so a lot of like you said you can bring people to the water you can't force them to drink it and you know what that's great you know why because most successful people are wealthy rich millionaires whatever you want to call them have multiple skill sets and have multiple streams of income and i think that you're setting that foundation right now you know five ten years from now you're gonna you're gonna be a master at most of those things that you're taking advantage of today and that's what's going to build the wealth not just for yourself uh, but for your family right because who knows your son might take up one of those skills and master it right but it's been able to have it to to own it and putting it in front of other people man but that man congratulations to you for that bro i appreciate i mean and I, I like how you're downplaying that you're not doing the exact same thing. <laughs> but it's all about you, man, right now. It's all about you. <laughs> no, I, as we can see, like this yeah. conversation has really transitioned a, a few times yeah. um, so far as we've been recording. But, yeah, you're doing the same thing. And I think, and this goes just from um, away from just being an entrepreneur, but also just being a father. Like, yeah. as a parent, I know you want to make sure that your daughter has as many opportunities. It's like, okay. Because a lot of times, and this this is the mistake, and even though I'm in education, educate I mean higher education is not for everybody. You know? Yeah, no, some people not. will benefit going for a trade. Some people might become millionaires at fourteen if they figure out the the, the stock market. Like you're seeing yeah. that nowadays. There's so many different ways to make money. So that linear journey of going to high school, going to college, getting a degree yeah. and then getting a good job, you know? That that's not the case for everybody. So I want my son to be able to see me doing a lot of different things and be able to pick, okay, dad, that's the one I want to go, go with. Mm. And then when you don't have everything in place, maybe he might not want to go to college. Maybe he wants to start a business at 16. Maybe he wants to take over one of the business that I'll already have in place that I want him to just step into, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, you're just trying to build that generational wealth and then bring as many people along as you can along, along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's the thing, man. And I hope our listeners are, you know, understanding that, you know, sometimes you have to do more than one thing to more than one things to understand what it is that you really want to do out of life. Right. Um, or just end up having a passion for all of the things. But whichever one you do, just make sure that you put the same type of passion into it as if it was your only thing that you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but as we're getting ready to wrap up here, uh, do you have anything else before I let you go? Uh, no, like I said, I was completely caught off guard by this one. You know, I hate talking about myself um, more than anything. But, um, yeah, it was a good conversation, bro. Yeah. Well, just for our listeners, man, uh, let us know what you guys are doing, man. I mean, what type of businesses are you doing? Are you doing more than one business? Are you only doing one? Whatever it is, make sure, you know, you go to our Instagram page and, you know, talk to us. Comment below and tell us what you guys are doing. And that's been another episode of the Wolf and the Doctor podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Devereaux, alongside Glenn Curry. And make sure whatever you're listening to this on, make sure to like, subscribe and comment below.